Hello, my friends. How you doing? This is Todd Stewart with another episode of In The Know, a dispatch-powered podcast where we dive into everything that is customer-focused and customer-driven. I'm thrilled for today's episode because we have the contractor relationship rep expert, general rock star, and the all-around badass that is Sam Crowell Richard. You can contact her at Sam C. Richard on Twitter and Sam at dispatch.me if you'd like to communicate with her via email. Sam is known as the data guru, Always has been and always will be. Her insights enlighten people's outlooks and helps them make sound decisions with compelling and most of all actionable data. Today we're discussing what the factors of quality are in the service world. We'll talk about five-star ratings, what being on time, and yes, I'm putting quotes around being on time actually means. And then we're answering the general question, is faster always better? Get ready to dive into some data, And I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed chatting with today's guest, Sam Crowell-Richard. Okay. All right. So Sam, welcome to the show. So the other day we sat down prior to um, to today because we wanted to just review what we're going to talk about. And and you brought some really interesting aggregated data, performance data more specifically uh, on contractors. And essentially uh, we were looking at answering the question and hopefully we can answer the question today is what are the indicators of quality? If you could answer this question just to start off, I think these are pretty uh, straightforward, but on the spectrum of importance, contractors should place quality at the top, if not a close second, behind actually fixing the problem that they were called on to fix. Uh, They should also do everything in their power to standardize quality so that they can have the same result over and over and over again. But realistically, is that really tough to standardize quality? Yeah, I mean, I think at a surface level, as a business owner, um, you'd say, oh my gosh, it's so hard to standardize quality. However, I think, um, you know, we, I think a lot of, about this at Dispatch because, you know, we're just constantly running around like chickens with our heads cut off. But, you know, the extra time that you take to train a team and um, teach someone else what you know about quality and really like take an in-depth look at your team and uh, coach them and help them out actually is going to pay you off in dividends. Um, I think quality is something that it's very difficult to you know, run a business without. I think like if you run a business and you have a one-star review on your Yelp page, you're not going to last that long, unfortunately, unless um, you know you have customers who aren't normally using the internet, maybe you run a nursing home or something like that. Um, but I think generally, you know, if you're not standardizing quality and you're not paying attention to quality, you're probably not going to be successful in the modern world, in the modern connected space. Well, that's perfect. That's why you're here today because we're going to we're totally going to (laughs) dissect quality. Um, So you you came with some pretty interesting statistics on what the indicators of quality are in the service space, and I'd just love to go over them. But before we do, I'd love to have just a little context, like where did this data come from? What do you typically use it for, and why should we pay attention to it? Yeah. So as dispatch, um, my general role is to help um, network managers at enterprise companies um, manage their networks of service providers. So at dispatch, I'm sure you've given this introduction. um, We are a software company for enterprises um, to really manage their third party networks of service providers. And I I didn't get that introduction. So so that works. And as you know, as part of that, we're collecting 
infinite amounts of data. We have a ton of data, and you know, I'm I'm kind of a data nerd, so um, I did say that. <laughs> that's great. Um, and one of the things that we use this data for is to help us think a little bit smarter about service logistics and um, help our partners be much more smart about their network and how they're distributing work across their network. Because you know, if you're distributing, you know, as much work as possible to a bad contractor, um, your 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 company's going to look bad. Um, overall, your your scoring is going to look bad, and at the end of the year, your board's going to be asking you why things look so bad. One of the things that I use this data for is to inform my enterprise partners um, what they should be doing and how they can be doing it better. And, and we also use this data to help inform our product. So, um, you know, if we have leading indicators on uh, a service provider's quality or things like that, we, we do have ways in the product that we can actually help the, you know, prompt that service provider do better. Um, for example, we found that time to schedule is actually a key indicator of quality. Um, so we've, we've created follow-up reminders in the application to schedule an appointment because if you're when you say that, time to schedule you yeah. mean the second somebody gets an inquiry about a job and then yeah. when it's actually on the calendar yeah so if you get if you get a job from say one of our enterprise partners because the customer is called in and their washing machine's broken um the the sooner you actually get a hold of that customer and have a date scheduled the happier that customer is going to be that's one of a, a key indicator for them as well you mentioned when we sat down yesterday being on time and like I said in the intro, on time kind of has quotes around this because in, in the service world, we're used to somebody calling us and saying, hey, we'll be there between 12 and 5. And as a homeowner, sometimes I have to just sit there and wait for them to show up. I'm not really quite sure when they're going to show up. And, and that's a problem, especially when customers have expectations nowadays with other uh, very advanced companies like obviously Uber, which is very on demand. Uh, so they know exactly when somebody's coming. What does being on time mean in, in the service world and why is that important? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to differentiate, you know, companies like Uber have this expectation of a real time um, on time rate. And I mean, not only are you real time, but you you don't want to wait for less than you don't want to wait for more than five minutes. Um, this morning, actually, I had an Uber that was a 10 minute wait and I canceled it because I just couldn't wait that long for an Uber. I had one that was <laughs> said it was seven minutes away and I yeah, exactly, it. exactly. It's garbage, um, especially in Boston. But I think generally being on time in the service world just means keeping your promise to the customer and working towards something better day to day. So you know, I have contractors in our network that work in a bunch of different ways. They have a bunch of different size teams. Some of them have teams that work outside of the office and they just meet up week to week, et cetera. Um, and they're across many different zip codes and they might even be servicing an entire state. Um, so I think for a service provider, it just means keeping that promise. So if you told them you're going to be there between 12 and 5 and you're not there between 12 and 5 because that's an extremely long service time, they're going to be unhappy. But you know, if you're there, if you tell them between 12 and five and you're there at three, they're going to be a lot happier. Um, I also, we have found a correlation with smaller um, time windows. Not every service provider can obviously create um, an exact appointment time. We're lucky enough to live in Boston where there's enough density that you actually can. But um, anything over four hours is a little less satisfactory for the customer. But four hours or less is actually um, it's not going to ding you in any way, but, you know, showing up on time, um, the rating for not on time service providers out of our five star rating was typically a 3.8 on average. And for people who showed up on time and, you know, that's all we know is that it was a 4.2. Wow. 
wow. So yeah. it, it, it really jumps. Yeah. And if you saw that on Yelp, you'd say, oh, that starts with a three or, oh, that starts with a four. True. No, it's very true because when, when you look at those ratings, it's sort of that first number. What am I looking at? And like, if I see a three, yeah, that's a <laughs> dead giveaway. Yep. Yeah. So, so when it comes to, to overall quality, if I'm a contractor and I'm there, say the window is noon to five mm-hmm. and I'm there right at noon versus three, mm-hmm. what kind of difference does that make? So the linear correlation that we found was if the contractor showed up between 30 minutes prior to the appointment, if, if they showed up 30 minutes, um, after the appointment window had begun, there was a 0.79 correlation, which is extremely strong because the one is the highest you can get. Interesting. Okay. And so this brings on the question, is faster always better? Because we live in a very fast world and in the service world, I want to know, is faster always better? Yeah. I mean, I'm referring, like when I'm thinking faster, um, I'm really thinking of the customer experience. So one of the things that we sort of monitor here as uh, an indicator of contractor engagement is the time to, you know, log in every morning and accept those jobs. But when you're thinking from a customer's point of view, which we try and do, um, we're really thinking about the quickness to the customer. So, um, you know, if you have an emergency job and someone doesn't get back to you for an hour, it doesn't feel fast. But if they get back to you right away, that feels fast. But um, if someone's scheduling less than eight hours between the point in which they get a job, the average NPS, or not NPS, but five-star rating was a 4.5. Um, anything over that, or anything under 24 hours but um, above eight hours was a 4.39. But anything above 24 hours started to drop pretty rapidly. Um, sort of like a, a sad hockey stick. Um, so, I mean, if you can just imagine sitting there as a customer and maybe you called in your warranty on your washer dryer and you're really upset because you're having to clean up puddles from your washer all the time um, and you called in that job and you're super worried about it and you're not even trusting this warranty in the first place and you don't get a call for 24 hours, you're going to be upset. And it's probably going to cause more calls and frustration. You're probably going to call your warranty provider again and you're probably not going to buy from them again. On on the lines of five-star rating, I I hear from companies all the time, they boast about their their ratings and they say, we have a 4.9 or a 4.6. And to me, like, I honestly have no idea what the difference is between the two. You know, is a 4.6 good? Is it bad? Like, I, I really don't know. I think the only way to understand if the data is saying something compelling or not is where were you prior as far as your score and your rating? And then how do you compare to your competition? And without those, that five-star review, it doesn't mean anything. But you have some pretty interesting information for service companies, large and small, Uh, So if you're a service company, pay attention, take out a piece of paper, write this down. The difference between MPS score of 4.5 and a 4.2 is actually huge. And it relates to the frequency in which jobs come in. 
Yeah. Talk, talk about that. So our tool um, provides a re- like service providers who are using our dispatch core workforce management product can expect around a 20% survey response rate, which is actually enormous. Um, I doubt 20% of people's customers go in and rate them online, and it's probably only their unhappy ones, unfortunately. Um, so one of the great things about that is we get a ton of ratings. Um, and when you get a ton of ratings, things to start flattening out. So maybe that one star review doesn't matter so much if you have 500 ratings already and you're already at a 4.2. Um, but what that also does is it really exposes um, the men from the boys, so to speak. Um, if you have 500 ratings and you have a 4.9, it means you're perfect most of the time. It's unbelievable. And you know, if you have a 4.6 and you have 500 ratings, it means you're also perfect most of the time. So um, one of the things that we do is really flatten out that rating. Um, and when you start seeing how many ratings someone actually has, that difference becomes enormous. So you know, if someone has a 4.2, it means most of the time they're getting on average like four. Um, and if they have 500, that means, you know, they've given like pretty decent service experiences most of the time, but they've also had a number of hits um, for people that were very unhappy. Um, but if you start seeing that 4.5, that actually means that they're doing a much better job than that person with a 4.2, especially if they have a ton of scores. Um, one of the things that we offer in order to drive that number up and flatten things out is some of our um, profile management products um, for our SMBs in our network, um, some of the service providers we work with. That way you just see more and more of those reviews going online and going on your profiles so that it does flatten out those people who just go online to be negative no matter what, which you never really can get rid of. Um, but we, we like to think that um, by having such a high response rate, we're actually seeing what most people think rather than just the few naysayers out there. Yeah, it's, it's really easy to take a look at a company that doesn't get, uh, they're not getting reviews in quite frequently and they just see the negative views and you say, oh, wow, like that's, yeah. that's brutal. When in fact, there's 500 other people that had great experiences, but it just, they don't show and they're no. not there. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, this is maybe something we could all work on and the the idea of human kindness and how important it is to be a small business owner today and have an online presence. But um, we don't feel that uh, that drive to really um, rave about an experience unless it was head and tails above anything else we've ever had before. But even if we just have a solid experience, like even if someone does a great job of fixing your washer dryer, you're probably not going to rate them online unless it's super easy. So, but the tools yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, the tools like we have this SMS, um, so you're immediately pinged, and we also have email, which you're in front of pretty much all day. Um, so we we tend to see a much higher response rate from those. So on the lines of response rate and the lines of five star rating, how does the day of the week affect? Survey response. Survey responses. Yeah. So we we did some interesting analysis there. Um, mark my words, service providers, um, if you <laughs> fix a fridge on a Sunday, you're going to have a much qual- lower quality score than any other day of the week. Um, we think a lot of this... Good. So they can just stay home and watch football. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We think a lot of this is due to um, you know, emergency work. People are even more angry when you have to come out during outside hours or um, a lot of contractors will actually charge extremely high rates for work done on weekends. Um, So just be aware when doing (laughs) that sort of work on the weekends, specifically Sunday, um, the rate is like a 3.8 and our average rating everywhere else is above above a 4.0. And that was the one thing we tied it to is the day of the week. So, So if they do a great job, it's still inevitable? 
Um, yeah. I mean, I think that there needs to be some coaching. So, I mean, part of this podcast is education. And, you know, if you happen to be a service provider who's going out on the weekends or who's scheduling on the weekends, um, I think, you know, being aware that, you know, this person's going to be more angry and having some empathy for that person um, could actually go a really long way. So final question, we'll, we'll wrap it up for today, but you mentioned that contractors who schedule in dispatch actually get a higher five-star rating in comparison to contractors who schedule outside. Uh, yeah. Why? Um, well, I that's a really good question. Um, I think that a lot of con- customers, um, they really see this contractor as professional. When we schedule an appointment in dis- or when you schedule an appointment in dispatch, we send a smart notification out to the customer with um, a file so that they can actually put it on their Google Calendar, Outlook Calendar, et cetera. Um, and you know, that also dramatically reduces no-shows, but that's for another podcast. Um, but we actually saw, I think, yeah, here it is. It was a 3.9 for people who weren't scheduling in dispatch and people who were scheduling in dispatch were getting a 4.4. Um, so that's a pretty dramatic difference. Um, when you're scheduling in dispatch as well, you're probably statusing your appointments. You're using that awesome on my way feature and you're sending smarter notifications to your customer. Um, another final thing is every single appointment in dispatch actually triggers a survey. Um, and when you have multiple appointments, um, so multiple times that you have to go into the customer's home, you're actually getting more data points. So maybe you send Tommy out for the first one. Tommy's a nice man. He got a five star. Maybe you send Steve out for the second one and Steve's a total jerk and he got a one star. Um, You're actually going to see a difference um, as a service provider in your team um, or different experiences. Maybe one customer was at the house the first time and her spouse was at the house the second time and they have different opinions. Um, But you're also going to have more data points the more times you schedule appointments. Hopefully you don't have to go into the home more than once, but a lot of appliance service providers certainly do as well as HVAC. So um, you are getting more data points points there. And, you know, if you're doing an exceptional job and you've, you've managed to train your team to do a great job and to really talk to your customer and make them feel welcome and at home, um, in their own home while you're repairing their, their problem, um, you're going to get a five both times and that's going to really push up your score. So it seems like there's a lot, but there's tools in place and there's ways of thinking and ways of managing that can allow for people to boost the scores. And at the end of the day, improve quality. Yeah. I mean, I think generally it's just, you know, making it a team effort. Um, That shouldn't just be the CEO of the company's job to make sure that they're doing well. Um, You know, he should have some sort of coaching program with his service providers and his techs when they go out into the field. Um, One of my favorite contractors actually has a rankings board up on his wall and gives out bonuses every year based on quality score. It's so important to him. And, you know, his company happens to have a 4.9 on Google. So there's, yeah. there's secrets and they, and they work <laughs> yeah. and they work. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Sam, thanks for coming today. The, uh, the data that you shared, it's eye opening, it's powerful. Uh, and yeah, this was awesome. If you want to learn more about how contractors can improve quality, head over to the dispatch blog. That is blog.dispatch.me, all one word. And we'll be releasing more of these findings in order to fine tune the contractor experience and help standardize quality. Remember to subscribe to In The Know on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. As always, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next episode.